Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this the day after Strickland Podcast Network, I am Sam. I'm joined by Schwinn. Jeff will probably be joining us shortly. Um, Knicks lose 144 to 122 to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, pretty brutal game. We'll get into all that, um, of course. But before we get into all that, all the major pro- all the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get in, into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, <clears throat> pretty brutal game um, from the Knicks. Um, pretty brutal game all around from just Alan Hahn, refs, rotation, just everything. <laughs> there was nothing about this game that was really redeeming for the most part. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to really begin with this. I mean, do we do we just want to start with the rotation, which is constantly um, – I saw a tweet from Ariel that kind of made me um, think about things um, is – well, at least realize something was that all our best defenders are in fact on the bench now to um to start these games and we're just absolutely getting blitzed um by teams. And like this trip was the absolute worst timing for I mean, it's obviously bad to have Mitch out regardless, but this was the absolute worst timing for Mitch to be out because defense just cannot stay with teams at all and like there's no backside protection that you can rely on with Mitch that used to be there um and you saw it today I mean the Clippers they hung 144 on us and like I said when Mitch went out we're gonna end up being in shootouts with a lot of these teams and some nights you know our guys are gonna have it and gonna be able to stick with it and tonight was not one of those nights I mean Jalen Brunson kind of we spoke about this yesterday Schwinn how we thought he might have you know gave all he had yesterday and would he have enough juice left um, it didn't look like he was gassed today, but it just didn't look like he had that extra oomph that we needed that he had in the in the Suns game. Um, but yeah, I mean, your thoughts on today's game? I mean, your 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 under title card says rotation stinks, observer. So I assume that you're gonna get right into the rotation of things. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't really think there's that much to say about it. I mean, yeah. Um, would they have won the game if the rotation was better? Probably not. Like um, for the most part. You know, um, were there things defensively they sucked at individually, collectively? Sure. Um, but for the most part, uh, I thought that the Clippers made a lot of tough shots too. And they also got a really good fucking whistle tonight, I'll tell you that. 30 free throws which, in the first half. Which, you know, inevitably leads to getting better quality shots. That being said, um, when you – deny what actually is working to to go in favor of what you want to work um you will probably end up losing more than not um you know you might feel really fucking good about hitting on 18 on blackjack but guess what you're a fucking idiot if you hit on 18 even if you hit a three and you get 21 like you're a fucking moron if you hit an 18 um 
And I think the really, really frustrating thing about this to me, like the fr- the most frustrating thing about this tonight, right, is Josh Hart gets ejected for God knows why he got ejected. I, I have no idea. That was an insane ejection for, I mean, did anybody even, if he got a tech, I'd have been like, okay, fine. Get that fucking double tech there. That was ridiculous. The refs have been absolutely abysmal with that, by the way, this year. I I have no idea what that was about. Gets a double tech. This is the perfect night to just, this is like your fucking layup. There's a fucking, there's no other, oh, just fucking play quickly more minutes. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He stuck to his dumbass fucking rotations again, right? Subs out quickly with six minutes left, I think, in the first half, if I remember, something like that, um, which has been his designated rotation recently to bring back in DiVincenzo. Or it seems to me that Randall comes back in, um, and then they – whatever. I don't. We don't need to get into the specifics of it, but that's what, that's what tends to happen. Um, and uh, look, I, I'm not going to sit here until he quickly played some fucking – you know, next level. It wasn't like exactly a fucking ten minute masterclass of genius or something, but thought he played pretty well. Thought he definitely played better than other guys who got more minutes than him. And it doesn't really matter what the fuck I think. The data will continue to prove me to be fucking true and to be right. For some reason, whatever the fuck you think about him, I don't give a shit what you think about him. I don't care what clips you fucking find. I don't care if oh Kyle Lowry backed him up in the post one time. I don't give a shit about any of that. The data consistently proves, for whatever reason, magically, very, very, like maybe just through fucking black magic and uh, science and and Quickly's uh, belief in Jesus, uh, the Knicks magically win their minutes when he's on the floor, over the course of a season, over the course of games, over the course of quarters, whatever the fuck, whatever period you want to designate. For me, eighteen minutes or nineteen minutes tonight. Sorry. Uh, in a game the Knicks lost, but what did they end up losing by? Fucking twenty-two or something? Or who cares? Um, twenty-two, and it was thirty when the uh, when the yeah, starters checked out. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, it, it just shows a fundamental misunderstanding on Tibbs's part of what the fuck he's watching. He has no idea what he's watching right now. He doesn't. Um, and and if he does, like, all right, let me just step back here for a second. I don't think Tibbs is a fucking idiot. But I think Tibbs goes into games and goes into situations, goes into everything with this is what I perceive as being what will work and what makes sense and what matters. And it takes a lot of fucking data for him to come to a different conclusion. And for whatever reason, Dante DiVincenzo passes the good enough to be a small guard next to Jalen Brunson test. But Emmanuel Kogli doesn't. Why? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Skin tone. Um, I, I have no idea. I have no clue why. Uh, but it's pretty frustrating because I think Dante, Dante DiVincenzo is actually a really good player. And it makes me very annoyed that I have to almost root for this fucking guy to not play well so that a player better than him can just play more minutes. And 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 I want to just be look, me me and Jeff talk about this a lot and I want I want to state myself very clear here. Jeff comes at this from a very different perspective than I do. I don't give a shit if Emmanuel quickly starts or not. I really don't. What I care about is 
Do you play him enough fucking minutes? And the point that Jeff consistently makes, which is true and which is correct, is I can say that. But until Tom Thibodeau exhibits an ability to adjust his rotations and in-game decision-making to reflect that, it doesn't matter. All that matters is unless he starts, he will always be capped at 25 minutes, 28 minutes max in a great game. Uh, and I think that's the part that's really frustrating. And, and I'm just going to say this last part, but like the irony of landing a home run free agent like Jalen Brunson, because his former team had no <laughs> fucking idea what they were watching. <laughs> and what is going on with Emmanuel quickly right now? He's going to be a spur, man. Is pretty impressive. He's not going to be a spur. Like, that team is fucking stupid. What have they done in the last three years that makes you think that you have any idea what the fuck's going on? That's yeah. a joke. This I feel. Joke. I feel like. I feel like the Magic are the front runner. Yeah, I was about to say the Magic are going to. The Magic are not signing. Team. They just drafted Anthony Black sixth overall, and they got Jalen Suggs, and they have Cole Anthony. They're not signing him. I know so you guys want to live. Look, yeah, look, we can. We can. We can all live in like the fucking like. Oh my god, we're gonna lose Emmanuel quickly to this fucking mystery team world. But like, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. I just want to comment on one thing you talked about about the data, because it's something that XJ talks about all the time. There's this insinuation from a lot of fans and from coaches that basketball is a solved sport, that we understand how valuable each individual aspect of the game is just from watching it, and that we can properly weigh them to figure out how good somebody is. Like, if you just think about any basketball conversation you've had with anybody, the way they talk about things, you know, just think about any debate, whether it's on Nick's Twitter, you know, back in the day when stupid people were like, oh, like, let's make this civil war of RJ versus quickly, you know, and then you have one side like, well, quickly can't get in two feet in the paint like RJ. And then the other side is like, oh, like, you had all these people who were arrogantly deducing that they could. Or excuse me, proclaiming that they could perfectly solve how valuable certain parts of the game were. And coaches do it too. But the the reason that these tell-all impact stats are so good is that they don't do that. The only thing they're telling you is how much a player is adding or taking away from the team. And so this is the fourth year now where this data is overwhelming you overwhelmingly tell, telling us that no matter what your eyes tell you and like it's funny because Benji posted his grades and Benji made a comment that was like quickly plus three like I, sometimes I feel like Benji holds back a little bit like and I, and I know he wants to say a little bit more but he was just like quickly plus three and somebody in the comment section was like how was quickly plus three I thought he shot he definitely shot poorly and I thought his defense was bad and like I didn't say anything but it's just like are you sure it's not just your eyes aren't perfect and you don't know a hundred like, and I'm not saying like, maybe that guy's a really smart basketball fan. None of our eyes are perfect. That's the point. Like we don't know how to, from one watch perfectly weigh what's going on on the court and figure out who is impacting the game the most. That's why the data is so valuable. Is the data perfect? No, it's not perfect. Film matters too, but to have the film meet or equate to what the, what the good data says you need multiple viewings and multiple perspectives and to really, really know what's going on. So 
I'm just done with the idea that Tibbs can be like, oh, well, I just, we didn't want quickly out there because we needed more size at what, dude, like fucking enough already because the data is saying that maybe that's just not as important as you think it is. Maybe the things that quickly does well overwhelm the things that his shortcoming clearly they do because whenever he plays good things happen. Um, so this is just a really long way of saying that's even somebody as smart as Tibbs, even somebody who's as seasoned as Tibbs, he's valuing his own biases and projecting them on the rotation over what the data that is better than his biases is saying. And I'm sorry, like you want your coach to be in charge. You want your coach to have a firm grip on the wheel. But if you're a member of the front office, especially the analytics department, of a billion dollar organization, somebody has to step in and just be like, look, dude, enough's enough. Look here, look at this. Like this is, this is what the data is saying. Please follow it. I don't care that he doesn't check this little box that you don't like. It's him playing more is good. Please. Um, It's not even about him, right? It's like, this is the thing that like, I I don't, I don't actually, I don't know if we agree on this or not. Kind of come to this feeling over the off season or whatever, but like, doesn't really matter to me anymore like what i think about emmanuel quickly's ultimate ceiling as an individual player all i know is that when he's on the floor randall benefits jalen brunson benefits your two most important players with how you deploy your rotations benefit from this guy being on the floor so why would you not play him more and you keep trying to find other solutions or maybe the solution is staring in your face like Oh, like, look, am I saying that if the Knicks just start Emmanuel quickly or they play more minutes next to these guys, they're going to win the championship? No, that's not what I'm saying. Maybe. But, like, they'd probably be better. I mean, look, I don't, again, I don't think this is a, this is not a criticism of Dante DiVincenzo, who I think is a good player. But, like, you can dissect the data and not, He's been, I think he's probably, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure about this. He's probably the Knicks' biggest net negative player right now in the rotation. Um, it's not close. Yeah. It's, for, it's for, not even close. He is, uh, his net differential right now, it's already updated. His net differential right now is minus 9.9 per 100. They lose his minutes by 2.9 per 100, and they're plus 7.0 per 100 when he doesn't play. Right. And, um, and I, yeah, and I, and I think this, this actually has much less to do with him as a player than it has to do with, how he's, he's being with. deployed and who he's who he's playing with, and I think this is also the case for Quentin Grimes. Um, I think both those guys are being punished in a lot of ways for who they're playing with, the lineups they're in, whatever. Um, there's there's an obvious solution here, or at least there is an option to explore. At the very very minimum, there is an option to explore. But Tom Thibodeau doesn't want to do that because he likes quickly as his bench guard or something, and he has these rotations that he's already got drilled into his head, and that's what he wants to do. Roles for the guys. Um, and and it's it's a joke at this point. Like I'm sorry, I don't I, I don't I don't really give a shit that he pulled quickly when he did in the fourth quarter. What I do care about is that he didn't pull him to put in like fucking. Taj, right? No, no, no. He pulled him, and I think he pulled RJ that time to put in Brunson and Randall. So he still had this 
fucking absurd notion of like we can still win this game which okay fine you can still win this game 18 points down with six minutes left i that's crazy but we've also seen that happen in the modern nba i get that if your fucking version of coming back into this game to make a comeback in this game involved taking quickly off the floor you have no idea what you're watching like i'm sorry like and, and that's not to say like quickly was some perfect fucking amazing player tonight but it's it's about understanding like which guys are giving you the best chance to do the thing that you're trying to do. And I mean, he, he said, he said against the jazz, Oh, I know that he wasn't on a minutes restriction. We were just looking for a spark. Did he see the third quarter today when it was a 22 point deficit and literally the first two plays quickly was on the court for, he grabbed rebounds, raced the ball off the court. And it was a nine Oh run in under a minute. That is the definition of a spark. So I'm, I'll be curious to see if next time the Knicks need a spark, it, w- which way he goes. Because for four years now, all the sparks have happened when an, a certain player is playing. And he is just, the definition of a spark, of the spark right. for the Knicks. He always has he is the he, he is the Knicks spark plug. And, you know, Schwinn, you said it the other night, like, quickly is the only player I've ever seen who has to earn his minutes every single night he plays like every single night, even, and it's just, and it's not even playing well for the most part. If he's not shooting well, it's just like, well, he doesn't have it tonight. So we're going to cut his rotation short. It's every single time. Like there are nights when he is shooting well and it's like, we don't he like shot fucking top. well the other night against uh, who was it Utah where the fuck it was the jazz, the jazz. It was like and six he, of eight. And like he hit all, all like almost all his yeah, threes. He, yeah, I, I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. it's about shooting. It's not about shooting. It's it's just about what Tibbs thinks. Tibbs thinks, and like like I, I actually like I know me and Jeff probably disagree on this, but like I don't I actually do believe Tibbs at face value when he says like he values quickly, but I don't think that he can overcome the fact that he values quickly over his own like weird like beliefs of like not messing up the rotation and like what like no no certain guys have to be x size to like meet what needs to happen like that's where i think his brain just like totally explodes um but yeah like i i'm 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 honestly i'm not gonna lie like i'm so sick and tired of talking about the rotations and quickly because like i don't think we can there's no point there's nothing to be said about making this point over and over again um like we we know what this is we know what we believe we know what the data says we know what the data has said for years before this and we i i i would like i jeff probably has the fucking numbers today but i promise you like uh emmanuel quickly looks even better today by on court and on off uh than he did coming into this game um so it, it is what it is <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it plus eight 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 point one per hundred when he plays minus two point four per hundred when he sits. Yeah, it, he is one of two Knicks whose off court minutes they're they are losing. Josh Hart, yep. maybe him and Josh Hart, the two most like are they the best players in the team? I don't know, but they may be the two most important players in the team. They they should they should watch some Celtics tape because the Celtics have fully embraced the idea that. Role players can actually be more valuable when you just let them loose. Like their team is one superstar and one faux superstar and then three super role players. That is, 
that is that is what they're starting and, and their their starting lineup right now is fucking blitzing teams. Their net rating is plus twenty two per hundred. They're just obliterating teams. Um, and Drew and first of all, Derek White leads the team in EPM. So a role player, they they have basically said we're going to play this super role player thirty eight minutes a night and see what he can do. And he's fourteenth in the NBA in EPM and leading the Celtics in EPM. Do I think Derek White is actually their most valuable player? No, because I think that you just need somebody like Tatum who, when things get tough, can just do stuff. Like yes. I, I think, of course. They're, the they're, dis- that- they're, they're, they're discrete skills. Like, like I, I was actually, I, I honestly was, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jeff, but I was actually thinking about this while watching this game tonight where like, I was wondering like, wow, like the Knicks keep winning these like minutes quickly on the floor. But like, you know, when I'm watching him and I'm watching Brunson, I'm like, I feel like Brunson is playing better, but it's not like something is off here. And I think it's it's just like Brunson has an ability, and this is an ability, and it's not an ability everybody has. I don't think quickly has this ability, which is why I don't think he really has true star, superstar potential um, of like getting shots off, like being a good contested shot shooter. Like stars have to be good contested shot shooters to a certain level. And I don't know. I, I don't think quickly has that in him. But what I do know is that if you play quickly with guys that are good contested shot shooters, magically those teams tend to win their minutes. Um, but yeah, I was wondering this. I was like kind of like thinking I was like having a real like thought about this, watching this disaster of a game um, while watching Jalen Brunson get off like some shots in the mid range, which he didn't even hit, but I was like, but he took them and he can get those off. And those are clean looks for him. And I'm, you know, over like the course of, again, you know, if we're going to talk about, I mean, quickly over, you know, bet on him in the aggregate. I don't really give a shit what Jalen Brunson's shooting from the mid-range right now because on aggregate, I'm betting that it'll figure it'll figure itself out. Um, but like that's it's it's that that like what you're talking about with Derek White, Jason Tatum, like it's the same exact concept, right? Where it's like like nobody's saying that fucking Derek White's better than Jason Tatum, and nobody's even saying he's more important. But he is important to that team, and he's important to Jason Tatum in what he, how he amplifies his impact. And like that is what's so frustrating to me with how Tibbs has and continues to manage quickly, where it's like he seems to like. He's like, he like needs him to do more on ball, which like fine, whatever. I get that as like, kind of like, um, Hey, if you're going to be the running the point when Brunson's off the floor, sure. I, I can understand like why you want him to be, I need him to get more like two feet in the paint more, whatever the fuck it is. Right. But it does, it makes less sense to me than how he manages them as a complementary piece to those players who he already believes in as able and capable of running offense and creating shots. Um, Because every year, literally every year, the data shows that he kills it with those lineups and those lineups kill with him on the floor. And when you take him off, and even if you put in like a good player, like Quentin Grimes, a good player, like Dante DiVincenzo, 
it's not the same. It's so wild because it's like all of last year's like stuff that happened. It's like it doesn't exist for Thibs. Like it's like every year it's like, okay, this is a brand new year. Last year doesn't exist. Like you have to show me again that you can do that. And like he's not even giving him the chance, which which brings me to the self-fulfilling prophecy thing where like, you know, if he already has these preconceived notions of players, like they're just going to naturally fall into those those preconceived notions because he won't allow them to expand on what they're capable of, unfortunately. Well, that's what happened last season too. Um, we've played two more games than when the rotation change happened last season. They were 10 And also there was a bunch of guard injuries last year as well. Right. RJ got hurt a ton. Brunson got hurt a ton as well. Yeah. Um, but even despite that, I will say that you know, quickly had a ton of momentum to end his second season. He was, you know, the bright spot of a lost season. And everybody was expecting his his role, even, even with Brunson. Everybody was like, I mean, you got to keep playing this guy. Look at the data, you know, and go look at his minutes per game to, for the first. I don't think they were this low, but I, I do think they were pretty low the first 23 games of the season. I, I would be surprised if his minutes per game were over 25. Um, he also had a rough start I, to the season as well as kind of, but a little, it, it wasn't as good as this year's start. Yeah, that's true. But well, yeah. I, I actually don't know. I, I'm, I'm at least offensively, I, like the shooting numbers were pretty rough. I mean, that was always the case yeah. quickly to start the years and he was, throughout the year. He found himself. He was poor at putting the ball in the basket, but yeah. everything I else mean, he, was, he was good at. Yeah. They, they kept, crushing in his minutes so like yeah. to me like that's that's schwinn's point is like let's let's make a really exaggerated example lately uh tibbs has basically been playing brunson and randall the entire first and third quarters together if quickly started at two and tibbs was just like you know what fuck it like we're just gonna play those three the entire quarter for whatever reason i'm not i don't think he should do that i know that i know that the knicks have a log jam at uh, guard so that wouldn't even make sense it would be tough to get Grimes and even I'm just making a hypothetical if he did this regardless of what quickly shot though that three-man unit would just absolutely crush because he's such an additive and complementary piece and to actively suppress the amount of time that you let your best role player be that additive piece to your best stars it's really bad coaching. That's all it is. Like he basically is just like, no, no, I actually just see you as this backup point guard. Like you're going to, you're going to give Brunson a reprieve, but anytime Brunson's on the court, we actually need more size next to him. So you're, you're not that guy. So you're, you're going to get the eight to 12 minutes that Brunson sits. And then and this, that, is, this, is, this is, this is somehow like a regression from last year, by the way, like it's fucking insane. Like he, he somehow like, doesn't want to play them anymore together, even though last year he did that a shit ton. And that was like, those were our best minutes. Like literally like they were our best minutes. And I feel like he used so, to do a lot of like guard, guard pick and roll with them, or at least he tried to do like guard pick and pop stuff with those two last year. He does it. Now, he, his, he still does it season. now, but it's, it's usually off of like set plays. They run that fucking Spain pick and roll and yeah, whatever. But like, that's, let's like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't like, like, again, I, we can, we and Jeff can sit here and fucking talk about X's and O's or fucking, whatever but like 
it just I, Schwinn, I, I I do want to say I'm curious what you guys think about this. I do think that in the minutes they do play together, whether it's Brunson or it's Tibbs, they do defer to quickly running the offense a higher percentage of the time. I think it's you, Brunson. You think it's Brunson? I think it's Brunson. I don't think Tibbs has I think Tibbs is just like has like very basic tenets on offense that guys have to follow. Um and I yeah, that's what I think. I, I think that's like Brunson being a good teammate. Um, whatever. Can we talk about something else? I, I really don't want to talk. Can we talk about the defense? Hawkeye four twenty says a week and a half of garbage defense. This can't all be Mitch related. Is Dibs a fucking idiot now? And I kind of said, I got. I think I asked or at least I, I, mentioned. I unfortunately before. feel this is very tied into the discussion we just had. So I'd rather we didn't talk about this, but we can talk about this because we have to talk about things. Uh, yeah, Schwinn, I don't know if I don't know if you knew this. I but... saw it. I saw. It. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. Quickly's individual defensive rating actually went down over this stretch. Mm-hmm. So like they've allowed like they're averaging like allowing 140 points a game or whatever. But quickly when when quickly's on the court, they're the Knicks are allowing fewer points per hundred possessions. So uh, he's he's just playing less. So look, I, I don't think all the Knicks answers can be solved by just playing quickly 40 minutes a game. I do think it would help, but other guys have to try. Um, I saw Schwinn get into a little bit of a tiff on the timeline. Yeah, so I was, I I was going to mention and, it, too, because... I, 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 I guess I'm just going to say, and I'm going to give full disclosure, like, Schwinn doesn't know I'm bringing this up. Haven't talked to Schwinn about it. Dude, Randall's effort tonight was dog shit. And, like, that's okay. He's been great lately. But we don't have to do this thing where, like, oh, he's playing well lately, so we're not... We're, we've now moved to a point where you're not allowed to say when he's not... Dude, there was a turnover that Randall had. That was, like, a bad oh turnover. God. Fine. And he was even. He was level with the guy who got the steal. <sighs> And a three-on-three turned into a three-on-two because Randall just didn't want to move. Like, it was at half court. And look, you don't want to take one bad example of effort and amplify it across an entire game. But he was dying on screens. Kawhi Leonard got this three at the top of the key because Randall just didn't run around the screen. Like, this idea... And then he he complained to the ref after that one. Yeah. And like, look, I want to be very clear about this. He might have been right. He might have. It might have been a moving screen. The refs were terrible with the Knicks tonight. Like I, I, I don't deny that. But like, it, it's, it's, it's. So it's not that he died on a screen. It's that he was not aware in the moment. Like he was playing from behind. So like when I say playing from behind, it's like, um, like when it, it's like you're playing. You know, we've all had a shitty internet connection when we're playing online. When you got shit in the collection and your fucking thing is lagging, like that's what it looked like tonight on defense with him, and that's what it looks like for him on a lot of nights when he has his bad defensive moments. I want to be very. I don't. First of all, one, I don't think the Knicks lost this game because of Randall's defensive effort. I really don't. Like that was not why they lost the game. I don't even know if that was like his breakdowns were more like individual breakdowns versus team breakdowns, which. I, I don't know how exactly to parse this, but for me, they are different. And like, that's why I just don't put like, th- th- trust me, like there are games where I've watched Randall play similar levels of defense and had a lot more of a problem with it. Um, this was not one of those nights. And, and also Kawhi Leonard just made some fucking shots that like, okay, like it happened. Like, I mean, there was a play. Was unconscious from three in the I third mean, quarter. It, yeah, and there and there was a play. I think what maybe at the end of the third or mid third, he had this fucking like baseline turnaround over yep. Randall, who was right in his face, and it was absurd. It's like okay, it and was, like it, it, Schwinn, it was it was right after the nine zero run. 
It was, yeah. there was a nine Oh run and the Knicks cut the lead to 13. And I was like, all right, they're going to get back into this thing. And then they played an amazing defensive possession out of a timeout. There were t- 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 Lou d- did not draw up a good AT- uh, ATO at all. Kawhi gets the ball. I saw on Randall Randall's locked in on this possession. He actually played really good defense on this. He played great. It was great. It was he, great. He, he can test the shot perfectly. I just, that was such a killer that that went in. Sorry to interrupt you, but that was just so brutal. Yeah, no, it, it was perfect. Like that, cause that's exactly what, like, so like it, it, to me, like this is, this is not even close to like some horrible fucking defensive Randall game, but there was a stretch from basically the end of the second quarter to the start of the third quarter or, and, and in the start of the third quarter, I should say, where it was obvious, like it was obvious to me anyways, it's just how I feel again, that like he was just, whatever the reason was, maybe it was, maybe it, it could have just been like the whistle, how bad it was got to him, whatever the fuck the reason was, it doesn't really matter We've to me. have seen that happen multiple yeah, times yeah, before. Maybe it's that simple, but like whatever the fucking reason was, it happened. And, and even like, Han during his fucking blubbering wow uh, what a insane, brutal commentator insane just like endless praise of like oh my god Norman Powell's hands oh, oh I'm gonna jerk myself Look at off the hands. Look over, at over the Norman hands. Powell um but he mentioned that at one point I think like I think it was like when Randall got an and one he was like oh br- like look at Brunson going to pump him up and like fuck and I'm like and I I I didn't see it I think but I I it felt like that's that was good because Randall's energy in that period of the game was down. Like you could see it. Like you could see it defensively. It was down. He was not locked in. He was not where it needed to be. Um, but I actually thought, like after that timeout, even after that miss, that that shot from Kawhi, I didn't. I, I thought he he was fine defensively. But like you, these are the margins against great teams, and when great teams are hitting shots especially in the league now, the way it is, the way points are scored, how every team it feels like, like, yeah, look, we can sit here and be like, oh, the Knicks defense sucked. Yeah, they, it has sucked. But like, you look at box scores around the league tonight and, and or around the league in general, and it's like, dude, teams are scoring like 110. Bad offensive teams are scoring 110 a night. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, this league is different. So I don't think like, Oh, Randall playing bad defense is the reason that for, for like Randall playing bad defense for like, I don't know, like fucking 12 minutes is why the Clippers scored 144. But it it does matter in the sense of like when you're in a game against a team, which whatever you think about the Clippers overall, they are playing at a high level right now. They're playing at a high clip right now. The Clips are playing at a high clip. Uh but <laughs> Wow. But like that that's when it matters. That's when it matters. Like it doesn't matter if you buddy, you can mail it in against the fucking Raptors. We saw it. It's fine. You can mail it in against them. As long as you're scoring and it's great. It's fantastic. You can't mail it in against the Clippers for any period of time. Because if you mail it in for 12 minutes against the Clippers, they have a chance to just blitz you off the floor. And they did. Um and it wasn't just him, by the way. Like, it was not just Randall. Like, there are multiple guys who are bad on defense. Brunson has, was awful tonight on defense, I thought. Um, Jericho Sims, man, like, I, 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 I honestly, I just have a tough time criticizing him because, like, he's That brother's play- brutal, man. 
feel like you wanted to say a different word, Sam. <laughs> nah, I'll keep it up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, like, Sam, Sam's keeping it positive tonight because he nailed another parlay that he robbed <laughs> us all. You know, he, he, he wasn't generous enough to share with the timeline. Oh, did you? Did I what? Did you nail a parlay tonight? <laughs> yeah, I did. Look at this guy. He's so happy. <laughs> Fucking scumbag. Uh, but like, no, like, I don't know. Like, what, what am I supposed to say about Jericho Sims? He's a third string center. He's put in a horrible position. Who's tips is like demanding starts because he doesn't want to play Hardenstein to start the half. But the funniest part about this Hardenstein, what did Hardenstein play? The final fucking like 20 minutes of the first half? 18 Bruh. or no, 20. Yeah, 20. Uh, yeah, I think it was 20. Like, like why? Like, can you just start him? Like, does, like, doesn't that just make sense at that point? What the fuck are we talking about? I, I don't understand it. I'm sorry. Like, we can sit here and talk about the quickly thing forever. At least, like, the guard options are real. Like, they're not, like, jokes. Like, the guys are, like, like starting Sims over Harnstein is actually a joke. Like, that's actually, like... Bro, he let Zubach, like, cook him for, like, the first, like, four minutes of the game, like... And that poster, that was brutal. That was, yeah. And I, I, God, can I the MSG broadcast has, has been, been brutal, so, has been so <laughs> fucking embarrassing those last couple of games. Like, yeah, like, like, really? They spent more time cooking Jericho Sims <laughs> or getting fucking like postered by Zubach than they even spent on any positive Knicks event. Like, the last few, like, I'm sorry, Alan Hahn can is horrible. Dick. And, and Breen tonight. This guy, I'm like, buddy, I would like to see what your donations were to the NYPD. <laughs> I would love to see that. Because this fucking guy was on his fucking like, oh, look, uh, you, know, you don't like to see guys get ejected and it seemed excessive. But we don't know if Hart said the magic word when you said the magic Shut the fuck up about the magic word. The magic word, suck my dick. That's what the magic <laughs> word. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. You're Not, you're on the fucking MSG broadcast. You're okay. It's okay to just like they're to, both to they're not, both too used to being on national, you know, media that like they are like in that brain mode all the time. But man, it, it it's been brutal. I I didn't know someone could be worse than Wally, but Alan Hahn somehow is able to surpass him in insufferability. Um, yeah, he's been horrible. Um, but I hope Norm, the, Nor- the the Norman Powell of just. Like, yeah, that was insane. Obviously, obviously this, this just, this just like, God, I hate the word triggers, but whatever. This just shines a light on my bias because, you know, quickly is one of my two favorite players on the team. And we have a better sixth man. Like, and they're active, like, Norman Powell's EPM, Norman Powell's in like the 13th percentile in EPM this year. He hasn't been good. He was a negative, he had a negative EPM last year. Like, if you want somebody to just, you want, you want to shine a light on somebody who just exposes people's bias. Like, oh, this guy just has a special ability. And by the way, Schwinn, I can't believe you didn't point this out on the timeline. They give Powell an and one, and then both RJ and Quickly get do the same thing, and it's on the floor both times. And I was just like, what the – is it just because Powell's – and, and The refs were an absolute clown show today. It, can't, it couldn't have just been because it went in because RJ's went in. RJ, RJ had an and one, and they took it away from him. Um, I'm sick of the Norman Powell thing. It was a joke last year when he was put in the conversation with Brogdon. Norman Powell fucking sucks. He's fucking sucks. He's dog shit. I don't care how many points that guy scores. There's a reason. 
that no fucking team gives a shit about him when he's on their team. The Raptors didn't give a fuck when he's on their team. The fucking Blazers were happy to dump him as soon as they could. The fucking Clippers were, they would have fucking loved to trade his ass in the fucking Harden trade. You know why they couldn't? Because Maury was like, go fucking fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> like nobody fucking wants this guy. He absolutely sucks. Fuck him and fuck Alan Hahn. Alan Hahn was a joke tonight. His, oh my God, look at all his hands. Oh, his hands. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. What the hell was he even talking about? Like, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, he fouled RJ like four times before he got called for it. Is that what you wanted me to look for? Get the fuck out of my face. Go root for Russell Westbrook, fucking scumbag. (laughs) Yeah, he has been absolutely brutal in the calls. The, um, the 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 Schwinn apology video that Matthew Miranda writes in two days is gonna be is gonna be must see must see must see Twitter TV. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, man! People are really demanding you know us talk about IQ more. I mean, people are saying you know that is the main problem with this team. Um, we have our good friend James. He says, I'm not "Good point, Schwinn." Right. My brother Brunson also dribbles like a Harlem Globetrotter compared to IQ. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I saw. I I wasn't sure if that was like. I, I didn't know if that was a compliment of <laughs> Brunson or criticism or like a criticism it's, of IQ. It's, it's, op- like, it's open for interpretation. Yeah, I I, yeah, I don't think it really matters. Just play them together. How about that? And then we don't. And then we can just be like, oh, look at this Harlem Globetrotter and look at this January sixth disciple. <laughs> um, okay, for twenty. Um, he says this. I think I think Thibs is losing them now. I also think this putrid offense that he is incapable of increasing the ceiling of is taking a toll on them, by and wise. Too much selfish ball and just standing. I mean, do we think that's why we've heard much more, I guess, complaints? I, 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 look, I, I, may, I make a joke about it every stream. The buy-in thing, I guess I just have to believe that Tibbs has some superpower because, in my opinion, he should have lost some of these guys years ago um should have lost quickly every year i don't get how he got quickly to move past the alec burks thing but and then maybe and then and then he came and then he loves jesus he could yeah they could go to church together i guess no way do they have like i gotta watch film on sundays well they also like don't maybe they have like diet coke at some churches or the you know like and to to Quick, quick, and uh, quick gets them to go by that. Look, I I have no comment on the buy-in thing. Yeah, like they still play hard for him, and like yeah, like the, for, effort, the effort to me has not been the issue at all throughout. Like, are they fucking up? Are they playing bad defense? Yeah, but I don't watch them and think like like yeah, yeah. The, like 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 Randall when he fucks up, it's just like so obvious that is the effort. But like even his effort overall, I'm like yeah, I don't I don't feel like they're like not trying right now. Want to see a team with no buy-in? Watch the Detroit Pistons. Schwinn, is the Bills' defense still good? Random question. It's good, right? Uh, Do you expect them to play well tomorrow? I expect them to do what needs to be done to win by at least two points. They're the third cheapest defense in DraftKings. That's silly, right? Like that's That's got to be good value. Feels like a good spot for them. It feels like a good spot. Feels a good spot. Uh, it, but I, I don't know if this was your point, but like, look, defensive coordinators in the NFL all the time because this is the nature of the sport. 
just have to deal with like huge injuries to critical players. And that changes your scheme. That changes what you do. You gotta get the fuck over it and you gotta fucking still deliver. And like I get that Mitchell Robinson was massively important to Tibbs' scheme defensively and just all kinds of things. But I'm so sick and tired of hearing about every fucking time the Knicks lose a game. Oh my god, this is why we need more wing. We need wings with size. We need wings with size. We need wings with size. Wings. Like, like what? What? Like, what are you watching? Defensively, that was like a Trump impersonation, by the way. Yeah, what, what are you fucking watching here? That you're like, oh, like, oh, if he only had fucking OG and Obi, it's gonna be so fucking different. Uh, OG and Obi, well, what did he do tonight? Fucking, fucking pissed and shit himself again. Like, you know, like just played today. <laughs> They, didn't they? Uh, they played. Oh no, sorry. They played last night, and he pissed himself. Pissed and shit himself last night. That's my bad. Um, but like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I just don't see the issues with this team right now. Being like, well, guys are just making shots over dudes in areas that are tough because we don't have the size. We're giving up too many shots that are in flow, that are in rhythm. We're not disrupting teams. We're not getting into teams. We're not making them feel us. You have a bunch of open threes. Like, we're like big wings aren't going to fix that. You gotta, you gotta make, you gotta make. A, like when you get into a fucking half court set, if Kawhi Leonard is going to come off a brush screen, that's fine. But you got to make him fucking earn it. You got to make him come off that screen. You got to make him fucking earn it. You can't just be like, well, I'll come and trail him off the fucking screen and I'll, I'll chase him. You got to fucking try. You got to fucking try to, de- to deny what they want to do. And, and and Jeff brought this up after the Utah game. And I think this is really, really noteworthy. Um, he mentioned how, like, you know, the stuff that makes quickly special, maybe you're seeing a little bit less of that this year. I actually have been really, really happy with what I've seen from him in his seven minutes uh, per game in the last two games. But, like, it's all the stuff. It, it's it's the, the extra rotations. It's the stunting at the elbow. It's making the rotation. It's, you know, going to the strong side and getting all the way back to the weak side. It's all that shit. Um, but, like, I don't say that to praise quickly so much as, like, that's what it is to make a team – when, when you hear coaches talk about us all the time, like they didn't feel us tonight. Like that's what that's like when you do shit like that, that makes them feel you. And even if you're not directly impacting a play and you're not directly contesting a play, that shit matters. Like when you have to actually fucking work for it, it matters. And I just think too much right now. There's, there's too many minutes happening where guys don't feel the Knicks defenders, even if the Knicks defenders are in the right place, even if the Knicks defenders are technically making the right rotations and decisions, they don't feel it. Um, and that's a really big problem. And, and that's a problem I've had with Grimes. Like, that's what that was a problem I had with Grimes while he was starting this year. Me and Jeff talked about this a lot. But, like, like, it's, yeah, dude, it's cool that you're, like, contesting Jason Tatum. But you, you, he didn't feel you there. He, he didn't know you were fucking in the spot. Like, you you oh god don't clip that that was a crazy <laughs> thing but like but like 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 you know you 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 can't like you're not in you're not really challenging him 
right? You're not really challenging him. And that's how I feel about a lot of the stuff I'm seeing right now with the Knicks, where it's like, yeah, I don't think a lot of these shots are uncontested, but I also don't think they're out of rhythm. And I don't think like the contests even matter because I think these guys are just shooting it like nobody's there. So first of all, Sam's going to be laughing about that for months. You know, like that's just that, that fuels him. Second of all, there was a, uh, there was a multiple possession uh, stretch that I think highlights what Schwinn's trying to say really well. Um, so one of Quickly's first possessions in the game in the third quarter, he got isolated onto Russell Westbrook on, um, on the near side and the court, the, the whole uh, strong side was cleared out for him. And Westbrook faced up behind the three-point line and then methodically backed in and overpowered quickly and got a super easy layup. And quickly kind of looked behind him and looked at his teammates and was just like kind of looking around confused. Um, But anybody watching that would be right to just be like, oh, Russ just quickly can't guard. Quickly is not big enough to guard Russ. That was that's what happened there. Tibbs decides kind of what happened there, right? Which which is what which is what happened. Yeah. Tibbs decides, okay, next time down the court, we're going to put Brunson on him because I like Brunson's lower center of gravity on Russ. Watch what quickly does the next two times because they went to Russ three possessions in a row. Go watch where quickly is for those two possessions. The second time, quickly does the hover in and out of the paint thing. Russ really times it well because quickly is trying not to get the three in the key. When quickly steps out of the lane, Russ cooks Brunson for another layup, two for two. Third time down, quickly pre-stunts instead of instead of uh, only half stunting. He's just already on the strong side with two feet on the on the block. Russ is forced to make a pass to the corner. Quickly recovers all the way across the court to the corner. The Clippers don't get a basket. And those are the things. If you're a normal fan, just average fan who doesn't know what you're or who 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 isn't locked into the nuances of defense. Your takeaway from those three possessions would be, oh, well, Russ, Russ cooked both Brunson quickly. And you're not thinking beyond that in terms of defensive impact. But what those possessions actually showed you is that while quickly is a limited on-ball defender, there's so much more going on with defense. And he he showed it as the, as the possessions transpired and as they and evolved. He got, the, he got the rebound on that other play. I think yeah, that was a fast break and you got, Randall got a layup. Yep. That was the start of the 9-0 run. Um, and the point is, is that I don't think anyone would disagree that quickly is going to, I don't think get hunted because I still do think that the nearest percentage numbers and how he does one-on-one versus most players, he'd still be able to hold his own versus most players. But I think most would agree do you, do you that. you think he could check like a dominant scorer like Norman Powell though? He did. He did in this game. Powell was like over two percent. I, I, I take that. I take that matchup very personally. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very offended that people group them together. It's, it's, it's very stupid to me. Um, but I think most people, even his most ardent defenders like me, would agree that on-ball defense, you know, is the quote-unquote weak point of his defense. But I, I think it's essential to point out that there's just so much more going on and. Yeah, I don't think enough people recognize that. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just going to read this because I'm just – this is from James. Uh, you were like, what is the difference between Brunson and IQ? And in addition to what you said, Brunson can break down the D. 
off the dribble with style. Wow, that pause. <laughs> Which is not IQ's in in parentheses, will slash forte. Um if I, I I don't remember saying that, but if I did say that, um maybe I said it and I I didn't mean it in the sense of like I I, I totally hundred percent believe there's like a huge difference in Brunson and IQ as players. Um I I actually think like that's why they play really well together is they amplify each other's strengths and weaknesses and whatever. Um but yeah, like I don't know. Like yes, Brunson's better at breaking a defense down off the dribble. I don't think there's any question about that. And IQ has a you know, he's got like a I wouldn't say a January sixth dribble, but uh he's got like a you know, he's got like a very a very like Ivy League uh Style? Yeah, he's got a very Ivy League cultured handle, a uh, very, very professional handle, uh, but not necessarily the most creative. Um, this is from Hawkeye420. I don't want to believe. I feel like Hawkeye is really going through it, by the way. I don't want to believe. The roller coaster of emotions from this week. Yeah, I don't want to believe because they were a top 10 defense most of the season and they had played the Bucks and Celtics one time. This, this collapse has started since the second Bucks games. I don't know. I'm seeking answers because one week of ass is alarming to me. Uh, I don't know. One week of ass is you might be doing well for yourself. Uh, And it's probably not going to get better looking at the schedule and our amazing coach. Uh, And then he also mentioned this earlier. I hate to say it, but as a problem, they're too small. Pause. Uh, Is the size matters? Get seven foot wings crowd in the right. No, I'll tell you why they're not right. And this is just very, very basic. Which player on the Clippers tonight was cooking dudes that had a size mismatch? Kawhi was cooking big ass Randall. So <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> like we and we've kind of talked about our Discord a little bit, but it's like, like if you want to like say the Knicks don't have a big wing. It's there. He's there. He's there. He's just not doing big wing things. Yeah, you just got to do it. You just got to do it sometimes. And like, I, I really, like, I, I want to be like, I really have zero interest in criticizing Randall. But tonight, like, I do. I think he had some bad fucking defensive possessions and stretches. Absolutely, sure. But like, you know, and Jeff, you, you can tell me what you think. But like, I didn't feel like watching this game. I was not like, man. If they just if Randall wasn't there tonight, they would have fucking killed it. Like that, this is yeah. not one of those games. This is like a game where I was just like, all right, Randall had a bad defensive stretch and fucking whatever. Not every game is a full indictment on the macro of the season, and especially not every game is like won or lost because of the macro errors. But it's not really interesting for us to sit on here and talk about how. The Clippers shot a million free throws and shot a billion percent from three. Like those two things are the number one reason the Clippers won the way they did. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think any one thing cost the Knicks the game. I just think that the thing. I. I, I do think they're more interesting to talk about because people want the Knicks to eventually succeed on the highest level, and 
Like, of course, they're not going to succeed on the highest level if teams are just relentlessly shooting 40 free throws and shooting 60% from three. But the other things do matter, you know, like the the accountability, the rotation. And I don't want to talk about it either, but as long as night in, night out, these are at the forefront, I think we kind of have to talk about them because they're right there. They're staring us in the face. And yeah, Julius Randle didn't cost the Knicks the game. He, he wasn't even necessarily. I mean, he just didn't have a good game. It happens, you know, like fucking happens. Like, this, like we talked, we talked this the other night when we played Utah, and it was like, like you know, RJ had a shitty game. Fucking happens, man. Fucking like it happens, but like, and and I, and let's be real. Like, if you told me right now going into this stretch of West Coast games, the Knicks would be one and two, I would be like, okay, great. Like, I that's fine. Like, like I, I wouldn't be, like, super thrilled about it, but I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Now, yes, is it annoying that they lost the game they should have fucking won and they won it and they kind of stole a game in Phoenix? Sure, but, like, it's okay. But within the context of that, like, it does. Like, we do need to be able to just be like, hey, this guy sucked tonight. It's That's it. Like, it, and that doesn't mean, like, uh, like, like look, what are, look I, I think all of us, Sam, Jeff, me, we've all look, look. We're, I think we're all very much like have made our macro opinions of, of Julius Randle pretty clear. But does that mean that, like, do I, I, I'm fully capable of like, I, I like to think this anyway, of just like praising when he plays really well? I thought he was, I, I didn't, I like, there were people that were shitting on him after the Phoenix game, and I didn't really get it. I was just like, I'm fine with how he played. And like me and me and Sam talked about this last night where it was like, yeah, he fucked up a couple times, but like, I thought his, I thought his decisions were genuinely in like, the intentions were good, but the execution. Yeah, the intentions, yeah. And, and I actually felt like most of his offensive stuff tonight, like it wasn't necessarily great, but I thought his intentions were like better than the bad version of Julius. He just had a terrible 12 minute stretch on defense where I was like, I, I don't know what to like do with this. Like I, I don't I don't understand how like he's just such a weird player where it's like it feels like when he gets frustrated with officiating or not making shots or whatever, it manifests in the most annoying ways possible. Where it's like, I refuse to try on defense right now. And I'm like, but like what if you did? Like what if you did? And 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 we like we might have a better chance. Yeah, like what if you just did though? Like, like he's just a fucking enigma, man. Like I, I the Julius Randle thing was, it it will never be, uh, it, it will always be amazing. And one day when it's all over, uh, we will look back at this and be like, wow, what an insane player. <laughs> As his jersey goes up in the rafters, I thought. I I just want to say, I four twenty just confirmed, dude. I am down bad. If- <laughs> if 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 Randall's jersey goes in the rafters, things will have gone very well. Like or they will have gone really bad. How? <laughs> what what is an outcome where Randall gets his I think jersey? The fact retired? that they are in the rafters is the bad thing that's happening. <laughs> I'm like very being very facetious. I actually agree with you. The Knicks for like for whatever reason, for, for a franchise that does not have like historic levels of success of success they have very high standards for numbers being retired so i agree with you if randall's number does get retired 
we probably like made it to a couple finals or something at the bare minimum. Right. That that was the the thrust of my point. I I agree. Or like oh, even talk about the Broncos. God, please no. No, no. Let's that do it. Pathetic. Let's do it. Okay. What do you want to? What do you want to ask about the Broncos getting what? Action? What happened with the Sean Payton thing? I didn't actually watch in this game. I heard the Sean Payton thing happened oh. with like Russell Wilson or something and. It was weird. Uh, it's actually funny that you asked because I wish that somebody could tell me what happened. I was watching the game on mute. I was like, do you know, Sam? No. Oh. I, had volu- I had the volume off because the game was it was out of hand. I was just Sam, yeah, Sam I was too busy counting his parlay. Uh, no. no. So, Schwinn, what uh, happened? I'm fucking a millionaire now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the overall- like a hundred there. <laughs> Got this public school teacher money. <laughs> Yo, do not get me started on public school funding, please. The uh, what happened, Schwinn, was the Broncos had the ball on the one yard line on second down, and they ran it, and it looked like a touchdown, but they didn't call it a touchdown. The refs were like, "No, not in," and then they ran it again on third down, and. It looked like a touchdown again. The announcers, I think they're saying on Twitter, the announcers even thought it was a touchdown. And the refs were like, no, not in. And then it's fourth and goal from like the half yard line. And they ran it again and they finally got in. But they called that stupid offsides call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the the game off mute for that part. Yes, yes, that's what happened. Oh, my God. That shit was okay. But then, Sam, okay, so maybe you can clarify because this is what Schwinn's asking. Mm -hmm. So they called the offsides. And then the Broncos ended up having Dick. Well, not having. They did kick a field goal. I obviously would have gone for it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cut to the sidelines, and Sean Payne is just tearing into Russell Wilson. Did they comment on what that was at all? Or no, I don't. I don't. Because it wasn't remember. from from my vantage point. It didn't seem like Russ's fault, like at all. So the only thing I can think, the only, the only thing I can think, is that Payton called for a QB sneak and. Russ called an audible at the line. He checked out. Was, and Peyton was like, you fucking pussy. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I wish you were as insane as Josh Allen right now. Yeah, Josh Allen would have audibled into a fucking quarterback sneak right now. <laughs> yeah, I Dude. don't remember them saying anything. And, and, and David David says, yeah, they didn't comment on it. Yeah, they didn't Dude, say anything. Dude, Drew, Bre- Drew Brees would have done the leap over the line, hold the ball over the line for a second thing. I guess Russ doesn't. <laughs> Russ doesn't have the Drew Brees hops. He's not built like that, bro. He's not built like like Drew Brees. (laughs) Uh, But like when they call that offsides, I was like, he didn't even look like he was offsides. So like, like what the hell was that call? I don't know. It was very weird because they showed a really good down the line shot of the ball, and there was definitely nobody, nobody ahead of the ball. So I don't. What if it was maybe? Maybe they thought he was Kadarius Tony. Could have. Yeah, I mean. Look, I'm not gonna act like it. Was, like that didn't have any th- effect on the outcome of the game. The Broncos sucked, and they shit them. Like they're just doing the thing that I was so sure they were gonna do. They're just gonna end the season seven and eight, or whatever. Jesus, math, eight and nine, or seven and ten, and have like the 16th pick or something. And I'm just gonna want to find a. I don't know. Stupid uh, shotgun. I wonder. I was say a bridge. <laughs> yeah, I was. Well, I was gonna say a bridge, but then I didn't want to, you know, make light of that sort of thing, you know. But you, <laughs> you get, you got, you guys ran with it, so. Hey, you you crawled so that we could run, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
glad glad to serve as your inspiration <laughs> for su- for suicide joke. <laughs> uh, I. I think that's okay though. Like, I don't know. I, I get why you're like, I don't know. I think the Broncos are fine and they're fine. I think it's fine. I think it's more important that you know that Sean Payne doesn't suck. Than having oh, yeah. yeah, he's good. No, I agree. And that Russ doesn't suck. Russ had a good season. Fine he had thing. a good season. Yeah. And you also found out that, like, okay, no, I wasn't wrong to keep believing in Cortland Sun and Jerry Judy. They're yeah. real. They matter. Yes. Yeah. Just just build the talent around them and they can be they can be fine. They they can't win a Super Bowl, but they can be just fine. don't tell Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. He hates Jerry <laughs> Judy. Oh my god. <laughs> look at Sam. Look at how look, he's got this huge smile saying that too. He's like, God, I love Steve Smith. That's my <laughs> guy. <laughs> no, I just I just thought that bit was hilarious. Like, <laughs> like he absolutely has the most smoke for Jerry Judy. that's like that just feels like the most random beef ever so random yeah like why do you just hate jerry judy what did he do to you where did where did Smith go to school he didn't go to some big school right he didn't he definitely went to like i don't even know if it was division one i because from that era i mean look i'm not gonna get into it but from that era i know where most people went to college and it's not popping in my head so i'd be surprised if he went to a not uh steve smith he went to the university and then and then yeah he went to santa monica and then utah, utah. apparently oh he wow. must did he play for my urban meyer i think urban meyer was only a utah no he would have been at bowling green bowling green at this time yeah yeah, yeah. okay he was at utah for like three seasons and alex smith was drafted in 2005 so uh, I would guess that Urban Meyer was at Utah from like 02 or 03 to 05, and then he went to Florida, won some championships. Urban Meyer, um, just an awful person. But, you know, luckily, Ohio State uh, found themselves a totally as good replacement in Ryan Day, just a great coach, uh, wins all the important games. You know, in a weird way, when Ohio State cost you a national championship last season. Because if Marvin Harrison doesn't get whatever happened to him in that Georgia game, get not get cheap shot and knocked out and Ohio state holds on, I think Michigan just wins and then beats Ohio state in the national championship game. They're extra motivated. I think they were a little bit let down that Georgia ended up winning that game. And that's what, that's what cost them against TCU. I don't know if I agree with you, but I like that. (laughs) That's a good, that's going to be my reasoning from, now on. that's all i was going for i was trying to i was trying to fuel your ohio state hate even more yeah, i was trying to yeah. paint a picture where oh, <laughs> we we lost the national championship because of ohio state Fuck yep exactly it's good um, logic yeah. yeah all right do we do we have anything else is there anything else you want to talk about about this game because i just i'm like i don't know i, I don't know. is jericho sims the, he's done right like that's it what do you mean like he'll just taj is just gonna start next game right no I mentioned that the last stream and Schwinn was like, <laughs> no, just switch um, Sims and Hardenstein's minutes. And not minutes, but okay, like fine. Hard, hard, Hardenstein starts the next game and Taj comes off the bench, right? I just, I don't think so. I think he really, I, I really think he likes Sims. I do think he likes Sims. Dude, <laughs> preseason showed that. Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs is going to be in his office chugging Diet Coke tonight. 
and somebody's going to hand him the updated net rating stats and he's going to see Taj Gibson's two game sample of being among the team leaders <laughs> jerk off to it and then start Taj next game. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I actually, I looked up the, uh, I was looking, look, looking at the next uh, net rating stuff tonight or this, I guess yesterday morning now. Um, but like I saw, it, it was like Taj was like, you know, cause he played like 30 seconds. They made a three and, so it was like net rating was like plus 15 or whatever the hell it was. Um, but I was laughing about it because I was like, man, just got, we just had to play Taj more. I was like, the solution was there all along. That's really all it was. Uh, I, let's, let's close this. Do you unironically believe that Taj Gibson would be better in the service of winning basketball games than Jericho Sims right now, regardless of role? Yeah, yeah. I think the Knicks will be better off when Taj enters the rotation, and I think it will happen. I think they'll have more space. I think he'll have quicker processing. I think he's. I think he, he just catch, still he can catch the ball. Right. I, I don't know. I just. I don't think Sims does, especially against starters. Like, do do I think that Sims probably deserves a chance to come off the bench with the bench unit? And, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in the whole like the Knicks bench unit plays other bench units thing because I've seen how Tibbs rotates. I've seen how other NBA teams rotate. I've seen the teams our bench unit ends up playing against. Like we always play against opposing starters because Tibbs is the only one who's doing this archaic sub rotation. I mean, um, in the fourth quarter yesterday, we saw our, our our bench versus like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant on the court. Like, right. Um, and they managed to play well. Who could, who could, yeah. how, how could that happen? You know? Wild would ha- wild would happen when you put Emmanuel Cookley on the court with you know guys like Quentin Grimes and R.J. Barrett. Wild, it's crazy. Well, I do think th- I do think that Sims should be given the chance to come off the bench, but unironically, I believe that Taj Gibson will be a more impactful basketball player in the short term. And like I wouldn't look. Yeah, there are things. There are things. I, I think I've been pretty nice to Tibbs all season. I and I think he's deserved it. I do think I have legitimate gripes with him. I will not begrudge him whatsoever when, if and when he makes that decision. Yeah, and and I think ultimately, like the reason why you can't begrudge him if that is the decision that's made, if and whenever it's made, if it does happen, if the object of the season is to be as competitive as you can be, at a certain point, like if Sims isn't giving you it then you have to try the other option. Um, but you can't do that at the guard position, and you definitely can't start Emmanuel Cook at the two because that's impossible. Uh, all right. Great. Let's do this. Get out of here. All right. I think that will do it for us. We'll be back on. We'll 2.18 in the morning. Jesus Christ. West Coast trips end, please, for the love of God. Well, it ends on Monday um, after the Lakers game. Hopefully the Knicks are able to take care of business in that one. Be very interesting Sam, Sam in your uh, mm-hmm. in your showly episode or showly segment of late of player who was hurt who will magically be healthy. Who is the Laker that was hurt? Who is going to play Monday night? Reddish, Reddish, and Gabe Vincent. I heard Gabe Vincent's on the mend. Oh, I need, yeah. I need, I need Gabe Vincent out there. I need quickly to. to get <laughs> was Anthony Davis actually hurt against the Spurs, or was that just like a rest? I think that was a rest thing. Okay. He, so he, he was played. so 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 he was resting up for the Knicks. <laughs> yes. As, as no, I, I I I think what they did is 
Because they played the Spurs on like a well, yeah, they played and they, they played yeah, sort of? and they played, and it was after the in season tournament. tournament thing. Yeah. So I think what they did is they gave LeBron the first game off, and they gave AD the second game off. That's what it was. This this is this do, AD does not count for Sam's thing. Like does not yeah. count. No, no, no. But Cam count. Reddish and, and Gabe Vincent definitely yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, those two count. Those two count. Those two will definitely be fully healthy. The Lakers will have their full rotation versus right, well, us. Cam Reddish revenge game. Uh, really looking forward to what would happen if he exploded for 12 points in that game. I was going to say seven points, three three rebounds, and like two steals. <laughs> what was the we, – we didn't talk about this at all. What was the deal with the uh, – like there was a lot of anger on the timeline about the uh, the not double tech on Randall and Mann. I don't but get like it. From, from my perspective, it looked like Randall hit him in the face. What am, what am I missing there? Man walked in – like he walked into him. He instigated the whole thing. Yeah. Randall was just walking. Like, and yeah, like Randall was demonstrative. If you want to give him a double, if you want to give him a tech, that's fine. Well, he was, you, can't he, him, you can't give him a tech and not give man a tech. There. That's, that's yeah. just what it is. If you're going to give one guy a tech, I, honestly, it could have just been like nobody needed to get a tech there as far as I was concerned. What happened? Nothing happened. Going? Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing fucking happened there. It was just like guys bumping each other and 200 could, black men. That's it. You know, they're getting demonized for showing emotion. I can't comment on that. Neither can Jeff. <laughs> I will. Uh, I look forward to the Bills Cowboys game tomorrow. <laughs> where I'm out. All right. I actually, I actually like went deaf and didn't hear what Sam said at all. So <laughs> I didn't. Just absolutely. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff doesn't see color. I don't <laughs> colorblind over here, baby. Me, me, and the rest of South Carolina, we're all, we're all perfectly in line in that. We only see, we only see one color. Yeah. The Confederate flag. <laughs> you know, I've actually never seen one of those here. I must live in a good area. Yeah, good so, for me. Hey there, I choose, hey I choose there. good hey neighbors. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for twenty. Tommy DeVito, two passing touchdowns. I'll give Puka you that. Nakua, 71 and a half. And if you can get alternate receiving yards on Puka Nakua. Ladder that. <laughs> anything. Anything, I, anything I up to like 100. I don't normally do props, but uh, so I don't have any. But all I can tell you is that Giants plus six. That's my, that's my one. And I kind of like Giants money line now, too, apparently, given some of these Saints injuries they might be having. Oof. is. There is a lot of might not be playing. Uh, yeah, he might, yeah. yeah, they're definitely gonna get smacked then. Yeah, and then Derek Carr just being Derek Carr, and apparently everybody hates him. Like, I think this is such a the Saints fans thing. want to like Dude, murder him. Saints fans are so they're so creative in how much they hate him. It's so, <laughs> like it makes me feel sorry for him, but like there was like there was like some almost roughing the passer last week or something. Where like the guy pulled up and the Saints fan was like, "Damn, dude, come on!" Just this was our. T-. He was like, "It was so wild." Like they just want they want him gone, man. It's wild. <laughs> it's the funniest thing is that they were hyping him up so much before the season. Oh, he's like their Alfred Payton. <laughs> he's like Elf. He's like he is. <laughs> he, is their, he is their Elf. I don't know if you guys saw the Pistons fan thread that went viral. Yes, that's yes, that's yes. legitimately the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, it was like if, we killed, if we killed like five players. <laughs> oh, 
okay no that okay yes i did see that that was really no but i was talking about dude there's this pit dude okay yeah yours is way funnier yeah the the, the they're looking to unlock the the special clause if they were if they were like disaster draft yeah but no there was there was a there was a thread that went viral on twitter today after the pistons started two and one of like all the pistons fans like dunking on the other rest of the league and it's just like the whole thread is like they said we were gonna suck like they were already <laughs> celebrating how good the pistons were it's it's fucking comedy man <laughs> i feel really bad for them i feel really bad for them because yeah whatever look we're next fans we've seen it i know a dysfunctional organization when i see one that's a dysfunctional organization. Bro, they want to trade for Tobias Harris to save their season. Yeah. <laughs> Please save us. That's wild. That, that I can't believe that popped up. Tobias Harris is basically Luke Skywalker, if you think about it. Go, go on. <laughs> I'm very, very curious to hear where you're going with this. I, I'm not going I'm, I am made of questions. <laughs> Tobias Harris is like... Uh, I don't know. He's like uh, the guy that fucking. He's like Greedo. He's like Wuhan. Okay, this took a turn. Wuhan shoots in the bar. That's yeah. No, I, I, dude, I know who Greedo is. But yes, that went. You went from Luke Skywalker to I was, Greedo. I was totally joking about Luke. Skywalker. Oh, he's like, but that's how they perceive him. They're like, oh my god, what if he? What if he brings balance to the force? So, like, like no, I don't think you. You guys are like so far away from needing balance with the force. Like, don't worry about the balance. Don't worry about the fucking balance. <laughs> I do think you're seeing just like Monty Williams just isn't even trying. Like, I don't know. You obviously can only see so much, but the difference between what he's doing in Detroit and what Ime Udoka is doing in Houston is just wild. And man, it, 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 who it, you nailed. You did. I mean, I, I will say you probably went one for two because we both, and we both did. We talked about how like Detroit and Houston, oh, they're going to infuse this good culture, and because we thought highly of Monty Williams, you know, like, and he deserved it. Pastor Williams. Is, it it, it, it turns out, it turns out, if you have to pay a guy to want to coach, uh, maybe they don't want to coach that bad. Monty yeah. Williams wants to be a pastor. He doesn't want to be a coach. This Come is on. this is this is the Larry Brown thing. This is the Larry Brown. This is this is Larry Brown in New York. That's what it is. This guy got a fucking payday, and now he's like, great, I got my payday. I'm just, do you want to get rid of me? Do you want to get rid of me? Do you want to pay me to get rid of me? Because I'm happy to do that. But I'm not going to not take my money. So it's your problem yep. now. Uh, it's brutal to watch. I feel really bad for the players there. I feel bad for their fans. And Bro, their fans aren't getting free wings. They're supposed to get free wings after wins. <laughs> their fans are starving. <laughs> <laughs> They've not eaten in two months. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like uh, we need. I haven't eaten since you guys won in fucking October. <laughs> Why? Wingstop is making bread off of the. <laughs> it's a good promotion for Wingstop. It them. is. It is. Oh man! All right, we'll be back on Monday, folks. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. Shout out to everyone that stayed up with us till almost we'll two thirty. Twelve thirty on Monday too. Jesus fucking Christ. Shout out the NBA scheduling. Wait, by the way, what the hell is up with the NBA scheduling? The Sixers get to face the Pistons, the Wizards, and the Hawks like three times in a week, and we have to face like the whole Western Conference in like a week and a half. Like, what the hell? 
it, Dude, it does. Their, their schedule's been a joke. Yeah, their schedule's been really stupidly late to start of the season. Um, but um, you know, they are. Really, I, I think. Go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe it's a conspiracy. Like they colluded to get Maury that extension. You know, like hot start. Boom. Yeah, that. Maybe Joel Embiid another MVP. That exceptional is nuts. But right. he, uh, no, he. I'd vote for him today. I mean, I thought him winning MVP last year was a joke, um, unintended. But um, I actually think it it kind of sucks that he won for him because, you know, he went out like he has in the past in the playoffs. I think voters are going to be a bit more reticent to give it to him, and he actually deserves it so far this season. And not even – I think if Jokic was playing as good as he'd played the previous three seasons, I think Embiid would still deserve it based on impact so far this season. Um, dude's been amazing. Uh, let's see what happens as the schedule toughens up, but Embiid's just been absolutely incredible. All right. Yeah. Fuck Embiid. <laughs> I, I like that Schwinn had to give the super pained sigh before agreeing. He's like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> and, I, and then I didn't agree. I said, fuck Embiid. <laughs> All right. Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. Um, everyone enjoy your Sunday football. Um, make sure you guys check all the links in the description. We got links to the site, merch, Patreon, and Twitter. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I know a bunch of you are watching on Twitter, and now you guys can comment from Twitter. So shout out and, to Twitter for that update, I guess. And just good um, luck to all the Giants fans. I know they're all really rooting for a victory here. I know they really want to make the playoffs. So. <laughs> Oh man, Tyrese is going to be in shambles tomorrow after the Saints lose. Um, I'm not in shambles when he watches some of his game. <laughs> All right, everyone, enjoy your football, your Sunday football, and we will see you on Monday. Peace. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. New New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.